Welcome into another edition of the Box Kickers Talking Sports Podcast. I'm Chris. That's Daniel. Yo. And this week we are back on the track of our normal shows. We had our uh, previous two weeks with our fantasy football special. Now it's back into all sports. And this episode we will be breaking down every matchup of the NFL Week 1. Um, Daniel and I have decided we're going to do a little pick em challenge against each other and see who comes out on top. And so um, I look forward to that. I look forward to NFL being back. And I look forward to getting fantasy football underway. We are about a week away from NFL Red Zone coming back, so I cannot wait. Yeah, Sky Hansen. Um, who's the other guy? Siciliano. Siciliano, yes. I, I think I usually get him, Siciliano. Yeah. Hansen's good I, I like, as well. I like Hansen better because uh, Siciliano is more of like the – He's more like the NFL hack because he works directly for them, whereas yeah, NFL Network. Hanson's, yeah, Hanson's more for the non-DirecTV Red Zone channels. Seven hours of commercial-free football starts now, and I'm like, ah, yeah. it's the best. That countdown, I, I, it always gets me jacked right before the, the, the first game starts. <laughs> so. Oh, Sunday morning, my TV's on by like 9, 9.30, and I'm just zoned into football until yeah. about that night, 10, 11 o'clock. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially if the night game is going to be a good game. I can't wait. Oh, I'm sure my wife hates it, but. Oh, yeah, my wife. She, <laughs> I, I, do my be- I do my best not to turn anything on until the red zone countdown is like five minutes or less. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll check I'll check things on my phone, but um, we'll see. And well, it's, it's, the... it's gambling. It can bring a little bit more money to the to the house. You know what yeah, I'm I know. And this will be the first year um, that my daughter's old enough that she may try to fight me for the TV. <laughs> oh boy! And she she's gonna have to learn that uh, NFL Sundays are on TV. <laughs> well, just don't put on the Dolphins game because she's probably gonna fall asleep, or yeah, she's gonna fight you for that remote. I, I will tell you right now that <laughs> since since NFL Red Zone came out, it's hard to just watch a football game. You know, we gotta have two teams. I mean, I know, I know. Um, I, I used to do picture in picture for a while there because I, I have a pretty big TV, so the yeah. screens are pretty big. But the fact is, like, just watching a play, like when the NFL playoffs kick off, and you're like, you're having to watch every single drive, and they do the commercial breaks. Yeah, it, 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 make, yeah. it makes you appreciate red zone jumping around. Yeah, every now and then it's, it's kind of slow, and, they, and they, but they're showing a couple of games here and there. It's a but, great invention. Yeah, I mean, that, when they, whoever came up with the idea. Needs to be the president of, of DirecTV <laughs> or whatever, because that was the greatest idea anyone's come up with. You have Red Zone on one, and then you have your Homer team on one. So the Titans on one, and then you have the Red Zone on the other. That's how I do it. Yeah. Well, the Dolphins haven't really been great for like the last 10 or so years, so I'd, be, I'd rather watch Red yeah, Zone. But, they've been but on once the, Tua, running. When, yeah, once Tua gets back out there and he gets he gets to control the team, I'm probably going to be glued to the TV watching those games. I don't think he's going to play this year. But he's going to be backing up right now. Yeah, uh, just one, one injury away or one blowout away from getting into the game. But um, I think the plan for the Dolphins is for him to go out there, back up him, back up uh, Fitzpatrick, magic, yeah. um, learn, ask the questions, watch the games, go out there if needed. Yeah. Um, next year is obviously going to be his, his year. But if Fitzpatrick struggles – 
which he normally does after the first three or four games of the season, we could see him if the Dolphins are in the playoff hunt and struggling with Fitzpatrick. So we'll see. I mean, I still think next year's a year for him, but at the same time, I would not be surprised if, if it's going on uh, with Tua this year. Fitzpatrick will have that one 40-point uh, fantasy week. Oh, it's going to be week one. He does every year. <laughs> the first game of the season, he's always blowing up. Who they got the Bills, I think, right? No, they got the uh, the Patriots. The Patriots. Ooh, yeah. In in New England. So, yeah, yeah. They, they lost a lot of defensive stars, so he could do it. So, all right. Um, I do I do real quick want to give a shout out to Ralph. I, I hear you're an avid listener. You listen to us on your drive-in for work. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you... If you want to hear anything special in the show or any topics, make sure you hit us up on Twitter at BoxKickersPod. Yeah, appreciate it, Ralph. Thanks for listening. Yep. Um, so we, we normally do our, our catch-up segment, which we kind of jumped right into here. Um, I do want to bring up a little thing. Since we just finished our fantasy uh, special the last two weeks, um, I just want to let people know that for whatever reason, I am cursed at fantasy football. <laughs> I mean, we're going into the fifth year in a row of something's happened in uh, the first couple weeks of the season or before the season started. So listen to this track record for me, okay? This year, Leonard Fournette got cut. Now, he ended up in a better situation. He's not the feature back. I think he will be the feature back, but I'm going to have to wait, wait it out for that. Last year, I drafted Andrew Luck, and he retired about six hours later. Uh, <laughs> two years ago... I drafted Jarek McKinnon in the third round, and he tore his ACL two days later. Um, I had Dalvin Cook, who I believe he tore his ACL in, I think, game four of the season. I think so, yeah. And the year before that, I had David Johnson, who had drafted third overall, and he broke his hand in week two. It's so, like, the, uh, like the Madden curse, but with fantasy oh, value. It's like, For whatever reason, I mean, now, of those, uh, of those five, this year is still undecided, so of the four... I did win the title in our fantasy league twice, but for whatever reason, I cannot get lucky with, with some of this uh, pre-draft stuff. So if you, if you heard me and you drafted Leonard Fournette because of me talking him up, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm wait about four or five, six weeks. I think he will be a feature back in that offense. So I think he actually is in a better situation um, than staying in Jacksonville. I actually like Fournette. I, I did like Fournette going into this year. Yeah. But you drafted so, me, so Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I made a co- I made one trade. Um, I traded away. I picked up Chris Thompson, and then I traded him off, and I got Jerry Judy from Denver. So I, I kind of like that move. I think Jerry Judy is going to have a decent year. Um, and I picked up um, Malcolm Brown because he got named the starter. So and he was still out there in waivers. I don't know why other people didn't jump on it because I was about four hours late. I... Yeah. <sighs> So me, you, and like two other people keep up. Well, everybody keeps up, but me, you, and like maybe two or three other people like are legit, constantly looking at Twitter and have updates, updating us. Um, I was gonna pick up Malcolm Brown. I just can't drop anybody right now. I don't want to drop yeah. J.K. Dobbins. Cause I think he's gonna do big things this year. I, I, I just can't. I, can't, I don't have the spot for him. Well, and the challenge for us because we haven't had a game played yet, and there's no preseason, so yeah. we don't really know. I mean, in, in the in the past, we would have known by now if Malcolm Brown was going to be a, a full-fledged starter and he's going to be the number one guy. We're going off the word of the coach, and we don't know if it means he's going to start to fir- take the first nap and then leave the game and not come back. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, so we'll, we'll see. Um, uh, 
Yeah, because I mean, scouring that waiver wire without having a preseason, this has been pretty uh, pretty rough. I mean, this is probably the least amount of trades we've had before week one in our league. <laughs> yeah, we've had two, and mine was junk for junk. And so, uh, I mean, we saw Darren Waller and uh, McLaren uh, Scary Terry get traded, but Taylor McScorin is what I'm hearing. Yeah. His name is. I like him. I, I, I just don't, don't know trust about... the play. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to do this year, but I mean, he can. I mean, he can score, man. He's a, he's the number one wideout over there. Yeah, for the Washington football team. <laughs> That's going to get me all year long. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna laugh every single time I hear that. It's like well, people so. are. It's gonna slip, and people are gonna say Redskins, just like they say they still say San Diego Chargers. I say it all the time. I catch myself. It's I hard. Can't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just programmed. Yeah. Exactly. So. All right, um, and then the only other thing um, that I've done recently, because I mean, I just I got back to work after my PTO, which was pretty rough after having that much time off. But I, I was back. Um, but I watched um, last, I think it was last night or two nights ago, uh, from the recording of this episode, uh, season two of The Boys came out on Amazon Prime. So I, I caught the first episode of that. I know you haven't seen it yet, but it's 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 a funny take on superhero movies. Yeah. Um, it's based off a comic book. It's basically if superheroes were dicks, and so <laughs> and and they corporate monetized everything. So it's on the um, list. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I mean, I, I think my favorite is what hooked me because I saw the trailer for it, and there's a main character on the show. He's kind of a nerdy guy, and he's standing there on the sidewalk talking to his girlfriend about moving in. They're all happy and uh, great relationship, and then their version of the Flash runs and runs right through her and basically uh, turns her into a, a splat of blood. Yeah, I saw that in the trailer. <laughs> so I was like, I saw that. I go, okay, I think this this is gonna this is my my cup of tea. I'm, I'm gonna watch this. It was pretty good. Very crude. Don't watch it with the kids. It's not Marvel. It's not DC. Well, I guess it's, I'm never gonna watch it. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> just just uh, check it out late at night or on weekend if the kids are staying with the grandparents or whatever. Um, but it's it's just a fun, dark, gritty comedy uh, with action. Um, and like their version of Superman, which is named Homelander, he like he's like a certified uh, dick. Yeah, uh, like he he's full of himself. He 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 knows he's powerful. He puts on a show for the for the people, but then he kind of like is a, is an ass in the background. Uh, there's one scene which is on there where he's trying to save a plane that's going down, and then they realize they don't, him and the Wonder Woman version can't save everybody. And so the people start freaking out. He basically threatens them to stay backwards. He's going to burn them with his eyes. And then he just jumps out of plane and, and basically blows the plane up himself. Damn. So, and so he's like, if I can't save him, no one's going to save him. <laughs> so, it's on my list. I, I need to watch yeah. this. Oh, quick tidbit. Yeah. Um, I got Hulu. Thank you to my sister-in-law. I started rewatching Seinfeld for episode one. Oh, man. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've seen all the episodes, but I wanted to rewatch yeah. it. So it, it, it's classic. It's a, one of my favorite shows, top three of my favorite shows. So I hate uh, the ending now. I hate that last yeah, episode. Yeah, but ruined there it. were so many good classic episodes in that in that show. Like, it's one of the best shows ever, hands down. Well, and, and actually, created a, a, a few little uh, mainstream words and stuff now, like. Like yeah. shrinkage came from that, and yada yada, um, yeah, the Elaine dance. I see that on you know videos nowadays, but yeah, I restarted, I restarted that, and it's awesome. Yeah, and then um, 
Yeah, I, I probably haven't watched an episode of that probably in 10 years. They used to show it on TBS all the time, like when you get home from oh, yeah. school or work, but not anymore, I don't think. Oh, because uh, they lost they lost the rights to it to like I think uh, Hulu. I mean, Hulu. I, know I think Netflix had it for a bit, and yeah. then Hulu has it. And so I thought Netflix was getting it in twenty twenty one. Um, is what I read. Am I? Yeah, yeah. Hulu. I mean, it's on Hulu right now. So yeah. And then uh, speaking of Netflix, I did watch there's that new movie called Project Power with Jamie Fox and Joseph Gordon Levitt. It's another superhero thing, but basically there's this this pill that you take. Mm-hmm. And for five minutes, you have a superpower. Now, you don't know what your superpower is until you take it. Um, and then if you're not compatible with it, then you blow up. <laughs> so, and you did? And you're dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then like, there's one guy who took it, and then he turned into like this fire guy. Yeah. And, but the problem is like, he's left with burn scars over his body whenever he's not after that five minutes. So. Hmm. Either you get lucky and you have a power like a like a superpower of like super strength or whatever, or you get like a terrible one like fire, and next thing you know, you're you're pretty much dead meat. So, so is this uh, like the temptation of taking the pill, or do you can you not have to take the pill? Well, you don't have to take the pill. It, it's it's one of those where this company is is basically they can't get FDA clearance for it, and so they sneak into these cities. And basically, it's a part of the drug trade where you can go in there and you buy yourself a pill. Mm. People like this was one guy who know he took a pill and he realized he's invisible, so then he grabbed another pill and went to try robbing a bank. And then, <laughs> and so it, it's about like you take the risk of taking it to figure out what your power is going to be. Mm. And then some people use it for good, some people use it for, for bad. Like Joseph Gordon Levitt's a cop, and basically, whenever he takes it, basically he's impenetrable. Like if you can shoot him point blank, and he's not going to. He's not going to yeah. get shot. It'll bounce right off of him. And so he uses that whenever he's in a tough situation to make sure he can save the day and get out of there alive. Yeah. So, and it's, it's, it's not really a comedy or anything. It's more of, um, I know like Joe, uh, Jamie Foxx character is trying to uh, rescue his daughter. He goes in there. He basically kills everybody in his way. Um, nice. There's a little bit of, a little bit of comedy scenes in there. It, it really highlights that Jamie Foxx is not a very good actor. But I love watching him in movies anyway. So yeah, um, yeah. But overall, the story is decent. Um, I think if like Marvel would have done something with it, I think it would have been even better. Um, but it's just a good little time killer on Netflix. I think it's like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Nice. Yeah. It's two things I need to watch. Yep. All right. Anything else you you have or? No, that's about it. I mean, just watching Seinfeld. College football's back. Watched all uh, that yesterday all day. Baseball, yeah. NBA, it's awesome. Yeah. Hockey, yeah, good time. Oh, feels good. Oh, plus it's September, getting into the cooler weather here. Yeah, we've had rain for like four straight days. Oh, it's amazing. My yard's going nuts. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and they get out there and mow it at some point. Mm-hmm. Needs to be dry enough to do it. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're in September. Um, I know we're supposed to get down to like the there's gonna be a day of 80s coming up. We're gonna have a low, I think, one day of like 50, which is gonna be kind of interesting. Oof. So, but yeah, good fall football weather. Oh, perfect. All right, so we will jump in first, and we're gonna recap uh, the NBA playoffs. It's been uh, a little over two weeks since we talked about this, so we'll we'll throw this out there. So, um. We are in our conference semifinals. In the East, we have the Raptors and Celtics. Um, 
If it wasn't for that last second three in Game 3 for the Raptors this series, it would probably be over. But right now, it's a 2-2 series instead of being 3-1 or 4-0. Mm -hmm. um, I think that really turned the tide for the Raptors, and they're back into it. Uh, and they may actually win the series now. That's a good series. I think it's probably the, the best series out of all uh, four series going on. And which is surprising because you could easily see that that series being 3-1 or, or over. I mean, yep. it wasn't for that half-second three-point shot. I mean, the Celtics would be in commanding uh, situation right now, but now it's they're struggling. Uh, I, th I think that, that really threw them off, and that's why they lost game four. Yeah. And so, but yeah, with it being 2-2, it's now a series again. So. They got momentum, the Raptors. Yeah. So the Celtics got to do something in, in the next game. So. Yep. And then speaking of someone who does not have momentum, the Bucks are down three nothing to the Heat. Ugh, there goes my championship um, team. Well, not to win the championship, but in the championship. Yeah, uh, I believe the Heat are the. I would say right now are the favorites to win it all. Because they are just man. they are dominating everybody. I mean, it it makes it not as bad now that the fact that they they dominate the Pacers the way they did because they're doing the same thing to the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, and Part of it's because of Budenholzer. I mean, he's he's not maximizing Giannis. I mean, he's the MVP of this season, and he's barely playing thirty to thirty-five minutes a game. I mean, the Heat core guys are playing forty to forty-five minutes these games. Yeah, what happened? I just I think it's I think it's coaching. I mean, I know Budenholzer is a good coach, but this happened when he was in Atlanta. I mean, he they got the one seed. They're always dominating, and then they lose in the semifinals. Um, I there's talk that if he gets swept by the Heat, he may get fired by the Bucks, which is a, a shocking to me that, to yeah, hear that. Yeah, that'd be a shocker. Um, but he he's getting a reputation now where he's a great regular season coach. He's kind of like Nate McMillan, reg, great regular season coach, <laughs> and can't do anything in the playoffs. That's crazy. And then if they get swept, there's talk that Giannis may ask out, or he may just tell him he's not going to resign after next season. Where's he going to Lakers? No, no. Um, <laughs> there are Golden two State. teams. Two teams making a run at him. That's Golden State, which of that course. would be. It's over if he goes there. It's over. Yeah. And then the other team that's actually making a run at him is actually Miami. Wow. And so, because Miami will have a max slot open whenever he's a free agent. That'd be a good fit. It would be a very good fit. Jimmy Butler, man, he's playing out of this world. Because I mean, you'll have um, you have Bam at the bio there as a the center. You can uh, you have Giannis out there. You have Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson. I mean, that, that's a that's a solid team, and I actually like that because if they have a, th a shot at him, that means they will kind of not pursue Victor Oladipo, and the Pacers may have a better shot keeping him at that point. Every side of them or something. Yeah. Because I think Miami is a team that would offer him the max contract that yeah. he doesn't currently hasn't earned because of his injury and he hasn't really played as, as great since the injury. And then Milwaukee would go back down to be Milwaukee. Yep. I didn't think the series was going to go like this though. No, no. I thought, I thought, I thought that he was probably going to win the series. Um, I did not think that they were going to win it 4-0. Like, cause Milwaukee doesn't look like they have, a, have a shot in this. Like they are being outplayed in every facet of the game. Yeah. So, well, there was that yeah. one game that they called on, um, I believe it was the Bucks that that when he shot the three pointer and they fouled him. Yeah, yeah. Two? I mean, 
Yeah, that was game two whenever he shot the free throws. With that no was left. ridiculous. I, I think that that hurt Milwaukee. But, I mean, in, in, in uh, game three, I mean, they were up, what was it, 15 points going in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And then they got a score like 43-17. to 17. No, yeah. 33-14. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy, that, Jimmy Butler scored 17 points in the fourth quarter and outscored the whole Bucks team himself. I mean, they shut saw that, down. When I saw that box score in that line in the fourth quarter, I said, what the hell happened? Yeah. Damn. That defense took over. Oh, yeah. Which is another reason why I, I would, wouldn't would mind the Pacers getting that uh, Dan Craig, uh, the lead assistant for uh, Spolstra there in Miami, because if he can bring that kind of uh, team now to Indiana, that would be great for them, I think. Yeah, you can't beat him. Join him, I guess. I was I was watching the Clippers game the other day, and they, I, their assistants. Uh, I think it was uh, who did they have on there? Tyrone Lue. Yeah. yeah, and was it Billups or not Chauncey Billups? No, I think it was Billups. I'm not sure who the. Uh, I can't remember the, what his name was, but I see all these coaching vacancies, and um, what do you think about the Brooklyn Nets signing Steve, uh, uh, hiring Steve Nash? Um, that that one blew my mind. It was just um, out of nowhere, like you know what I'm saying. Exactly. I didn't even know he was looking for a head coaching job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, and so oh um, my goodness, it, it just blew everybody's mind. And I see all these like Tyrone Lou. You know, he took the Cavs or whatever to the championship. Um, why not go after him? Well, you have KD coming back. Uh, well, Kyrie. So- I, I'm I'm not high on Tyron Lue as assistant coach. Um, I think you think uh, I think the assistant you think it was Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell, there you go. Uh, yeah, and then um, uh, I'm not big on Ty uh, Ty Lue because yeah, because he was in Cleveland, but he had LeBron. Of course, you better be going to the finals with LeBron. Yeah, that's true. And so, um, and it sounds like he is close to a deal with Philadelphia. Hmm. So, yeah, so Philadelphia is take, yeah Philadelphia is taking a run at him right now. So. I don't mind that because I'm not a big fan of Tyron Lue, and I don't think he would be a good coach in Indiana. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind Chauncey Billups because I mean he connects with the players. He's a he's a dominating force in that locker room. I, I think he would be a good coach there, but it sounds like Dan Craig, Becky Hammond, uh, Dan Tony may get re-signed in Houston now, so he's kind of out of running. There's some other assistants out there. Uh, um, uh, so far, I've only heard of Dan Craig being interviewed by Indiana, but they're pretty pretty quiet about what they do behind the scenes, so I'm sure they've had some other interviews lined up already. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and so, um, but yeah, going out west, we have the Lakers versus Rockets, and the Rockets are up one zero. I mean, obviously, this series just started. Uh, Rockets look pretty good in that first game. They're um, a weird team. I mean, they have no big, but that's working for them. If they hit their shots, that's all they need. I just um, don't get them some games though. Either Westbrook's off, and then Harden stinks, or vice versa, and, and then they yeah. lose. Yeah, I mean they're still they're still the team I had winning it all. I think they still can. I think they're going to give the Lakers some fits because the Lakers don't really have a dominant big. Anthony Davis is a big, but he plays power forward, and he lets smaller guys body him. Like TJ Warren, that game in the bubble basically shut him down. So I think he had like four points that game. Damn. And PJ Tucker, who's is a short guy. From a long held him, held him under and uh, and check in that in game one. Yeah, and then the other matchup with the Clippers and Nuggets who were tied one one. Basically, Clippers destroyed them game one, but the Nuggets Nuggets shut down Kawhi game two and they won that game. And it's it's interesting how the NBA is letting the series just roll because you have the Raptors and Celtics played four games. Yeah, Bucks he played three games. 
Clippers Nuggets have played two games and Lakers Rockets played one game. So, so I think the That's East, weird. When, when it's all said and done, the East is going to be sitting a while until the West is finally finished. They get some rest. But sometimes that's not always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get rusty. Like Miami, and... you want to keep the momentum going if you sweep the Bucks. Yeah, definitely. But they're gonna be sitting for a while. Yeah, most likely. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's our NBA recap. Um, I know we talked a little bit about the coaching changes. Uh, as yes, I, I will say I am glad the Pacers finally moved on from um, Nate McMillan. Um, and I know people make the joke, well, he was just extended just so everyone's aware he was not really extended. So his contract expired in July, July 1st. Mm -hmm. So they extended him out through the bubble and then added a team option for next year. So he wasn't fired. His contract expired and they did not pick up his option. That's basically what it was. Yeah. And so I know there's a joke. So I, I saw um, who was I think it was oh, Oklahoma City fans were saying when Billy Donovan, Donovan kind of messed up the end of Game Seven for that series, they're like, "Oh, he'll Donovan gets the the Indiana extension." <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it kind of yeah. it kind of seems like this was long overdue in uh, yeah. Indiana, and yeah. it's time to take a new step going forward and and get somebody else in there. Yeah, he's a great guy. He gets the most of his players. Uh, there's a lot of things coming out from the locker room now that he's gone that apparently he lost the locker room Yeah. because um, he's not the type of guy who handles problems. So if there's any conflict between the players arguing about anything, he just lets them handle himself because he's an old school guy. So that's why that's why I know uh, Kevin Pritchard said in his end of season press conference, he's looking for a guy who has a strong hand and strong relationship with the players to help. Uh, I think that was code for basically check egos because um, yeah. they it sounds like they had a great locker room. Then when they got into the bubble, it kind of went uh, haywire. And I don't know if it's related to Victor Oladipo. Um, I'm not sure because he's the only difference of him saying he's out and he's back in. And then he was kind of, he didn't play great, but and he turned the ball over a lot. And then he had very bad defensive assignments. Like he was letting slow guys get around him. Yeah. And then blaming other people for not having help defense. So I think that was rubbing people the wrong way. So there is talk he may get traded this offseason. Um, and depending on who they bring as coach, one of either Sabonis or Miles Turner may get traded. So it could be a whole new Indiana Pacers team next season. Hopefully for good. I, I think it will be. Uh, I think they, they need the change because what was what was what they had was not working. And so yeah. – this will be the first time since uh, basically Jim O'Brien was hired. So we're talking 15 or 10, 15 years since they've actually had hired a coach outside of who's already on the staff. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm, I got my, uh, my Woj notifications turned on. So I'm waiting to see <laughs> for news to break for that. <laughs> Woj. So. All right, let's jump over and then give an update on the NHL playoffs. Um, as we know, Daniels Islanders are in the conference finals against the Lightning. Go Isles! Um, now the Lightning look good. I mean, they were they've been dominating since they got into the bubble. Yeah, um, they were already a solid team to begin with, and I thought it was very interesting because the semifinals there were there were four series, three of them went seven games, where the Lightning had it wrapped up in five games. So. 
Islanders maybe will sneak out a game one win because of them not being rusty like the Lightning are. Yeah, uh, you know, I think I have the the Lightning winning this one. Uh, they look damn good this playoff. Yeah. Same with the Vegas. Uh, the Vegas going nice out there, but Dallas, man, Dallas is sneaky. I saw them take that. Oh, well, they kind of almost blew the lead to Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, I mean, but it went seven games. They went seven games. I think they were up like what three to one. I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Dallas is sneaky. I, I just think Vegas is going to be too much for Dallas, as well as Tampa Bay uh, for the Isles Islanders. So I'm yeah. going with. Uh, I think Vegas is going to win it all. Yeah, like you said, West we have Vegas versus Dallas. Um, right now, I'm I'm going to guess it's going to be Vegas versus Lightning in the in the finals. And I'm I'm gonna go with the Lightning. You gonna go with Tampa Bay? I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. I mean, I I, I kind of want to see Dallas win it all because it's been a long time, mm-hmm. and the Lightning won it fairly recently. Um, I would not mind seeing the Islanders or Vegas because I mean the Islanders have been haven't had a title forever. Yeah, and Vegas is still a brand new franchise, so I think they're running the third or fourth year now. Uh, I think so. They've been they've yeah. been good, man. Like every year. Well, they went to the Stanley Cup Finals in the first season. Yeah. That was unheard of. Uh, who they lose to? Was it the Sa- – who was it? I think they Washington? lost – was that when they – I think it was Washington when Washington won it. Yeah, when uh, Vetskin? Yeah, I think it was yeah. the Capitals. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're down to the final four there in the NHL. I mean, they're, they're quietly just putting on great games. Um, I know they didn't shut down any. Like, the NBA was delayed a little bit because of um, – that little strike that they did. Uh, yeah. Now, I will say that was good on their part because one thing that came from that is like every NF, any, every NBA owner who has their owns their own building or has control of their own building for the arena mm-hmm. has turned into voting centers because and when you get to inner city, it's hard to find voting centers because of whether there's voter suppression or just funding. Yeah. So that's a bigger, big space. They can have a lot of uh, a lot of people in line there. They're used to having lines. They can space everything out. So good on them. I, I know there's some flack on the NHL because all they did was have like the the little Black Lives Matter and then the, the little moment of silence thing, and that's basically it. I know they they had the one the one African American player uh, voice that he wished they would do more, but I mean, a sport dominated by European white men. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of what you get. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, And then the other sport that came back into our lives is the NCAA, uh, college football. So uh, the notable games, the first first two games of the season, UAB beat Central Central Arkansas and South Alabama beat Southern Miss. Uh, I believe the first, like you said last week, the first play of the season was uh, a 75-yard touchdown rush. Yep, Austin P. Yeah. State, I believe, was the game. Yep, and then um, then we had on Saturday the first big slate of games. Marshall dominated East, Eastern Kentucky fifty nine zero. Yeah, Army shut out Middle Tennessee forty two nothing. That was interesting one to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Army Army is one of those teams where it's like if if they have the option going, they're they're going to be great. Yeah, but Middle Tennessee, like I feel like, I mean, we see them in a bowl game pretty much every year. They just got spanked. Yeah, and I think we're thinking more of of, of their dominant teams they've had in college basketball versus football. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> I know they made a couple of runs there in the tournament. So um, local to us, we had SMU beat Texas State, which San was Marcos. a close, yeah, closer closer game than I thought it was going to be. 
these ESPN guys kept well, local guys like us. We say San Marcos, right? Yeah, yeah. These guys kept saying San Marcos. It was, uh, it was irritating me, but yeah. uh, yeah, they they stink by the way. But I mean, yeah. SMU is you know, they were good last year. I just think they lost yeah. uh, a couple of guys from last year. But Texas State, you know, they stink as well. But they beat them by a touchdown. SMU did. And that's the thing is they have Shane Bichelle there. I mean, they still have their long-term quarterback. Yeah. I don't know why it was as close to the game as it was. It was weird. Yeah. Maybe it was just rust, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And then um, the other one that was kind of a surprise for me um, was uh, Memphis. Um, They were probably the biggest name to play this weekend. And they only beat Arkansas State 37-24. Now, Again, they, they won by 13 points. But you would think that a team like Memphis, who goes to Bulls constantly, is one of the – I think they were ranked last year. Um, only beating Arkansas State by 13 was that surprised me a little bit too. They, they were good too last year. I think they had a ABC night game um, against um, – who was it? Uh, Memphis versus SMU last year. Yeah, because they're both ranked, I think. I think they're both undefeated. Um, at that point, and watch out for Brady White, man, the quarterback from Memphis. Really good. Yeah, yeah. That's the name. And that's the thing. Memphis always turns out these really good quarterbacks, but they get to the NFL and they're junk. Yeah. Who was I the mean, last I think, Memphis quarterback? Yeah, well, Denver Denver drafted uh, Paxton Lynch. Oh, Paxton Lynch. Yeah, that, yeah. that was a fail. I'm sorry, John Elway, <laughs> but he's trying to look for his quarterback. He might have found it yeah. this year. We'll see. Drew Locke, we'll see. Drew Locke. So what would you say um, for week two? What what games or what's the one game that you're kind of looking forward to? Uh, well, local guys, of course, the Longhorns versus UTEP. But uh, yeah. that might be a blowout. Uh, it better be a blowout. <laughs> it better be a blowout. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you know what? SMU-TCU got postponed. That would have been a good one. Yeah. Uh, looking at the schedule, I would say – uh, that was a good 11 o'clock game. Syracuse at North Carolina with Mac Brown over there in Chapel Hill. It's his second yep. year. He he did a damn good job last year. I know that Clemson game got away from them. They should have beat Clemson last year. Uh, they ranked number 18th. Um, that one's on the board as well as, I would say, probably Duke-Notre Dame, 130 yeah. on NBC. Let's see how the Fighting Irish are going to do. And, yeah. I, I mean, every other game is – it's pretty much chalk for the teams like Oklahoma's facing Missouri State. Um, we had the nightcap, big game on ABC, I would say. Well, Clemson, number one, versus Wake Forest. I think Clemson's going to smack them around. Um, they should. They should. And that's pretty much it. And then if you want to, you know, if you're staying up to watch college football, as we probably are, 9 o'clock game on FS1, Coastal Carolina versus Kansas. Can't wait. <laughs> hey, watch out for Coastal Carolina in that game. They might upset Kansas. Oh, man. Yeah, I would say I agree with your games there. Um, I, I was really looking at Notre Dame, Duke, Syracuse, North Carolina, and Clemson, Wake Forest, because those were really the only three matchups of Power 5 was Power 5 this week. Yeah. Um, everyone's trying to get their cupcake in for the first game to get to shake the rest loose, and then they'll jump into the conference play after that. Yeah, week three would so, be great. Week three would I, be good, uh, full of games. Yeah, I think the most competitive of those games would be probably Notre Dame versus Duke. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I think that that's probably going to be your best bet. I mean, because Notre Dame normally plays to level their competition. Um, number ten, rank number ten. I don't. I that's over. They're overrated, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. 
I mean, they just don't have the the solid uh, quarterback play. That, that's that's. I know last year they were juggling back and forth between quarterbacks, so hopefully they 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 have it figured out now. But they always start Notre Dame out ranked tenth. They normally finish the season ranked like twenty fourth or unranked. So I'm sure it's gonna, I think it's going to follow the same line, especially because they're going to be facing those ACC teams. Oof. So they got they got to face Clemson. They got to face some of these uh, like the Syracuse's of the world. So that'll be a nagging. It's just it's just so interesting not seeing um, college football game day go on the road. Exactly. Yeah. That, that was one of the highlights on Saturday morning. Did you turn it on and see uh, Lee Corso like, and people Tree? On, yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, it's going to yeah. be different this year, obviously. So we'll yeah. see. All right. So we will transition into one of our uh, main topics of, of the of the year so far, is that's our MLB power rankings. Um, so I will let you go first on this one. Astros, 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 Astros. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I didn't, say, uh, I didn't say bottom five. I said top five. <laughs> uh, let's go with number five. I have the Chicago Cubs. Um, they're sitting right now at uh, 23 and 17. They're good home and away. I just – at previous weeks, we had them at number two, I think, was was the highest. But, yeah. I mean, I think at number five, they're still leading the central. Um, number four, I have the uh, Cleveland Indians. Now, I wanted to pick the Cleveland Indians to win the Central, but I went with the White Sox. I think the Indians are good. They traded away Clevenger to the Padres. They got a, a couple of good pieces. Um, Plesak is still there. I just don't – I have that four, but I, I don't know how that's going to affect them climbing up the power rankings because Clevenger is he's a good pitcher. So, you know, they got to rely on Francisco Lindor and uh, – Wani Ribe, you know, so they're at four. Number three, I have AOS team Oakland A's. They are on fire at home. Like, they don't lose at home pretty much. So I have them at number three. Number two, I have they mash home runs all the time. Chicago White Sox. They're sitting at 25 and 15. They're leading the, uh, the Central by half a game. They just hit home runs, man. That young team, um, they're just good, like Moncada, and they're just really good. And then number one, of course, is going to be the Dodgers, the first team mm-hmm. of 30 wins. They're sitting 30 and 11. They're smacking teams around like the Diamondbacks and the Giants. and um, They're just good all around. Mookie Betts hits a home run pretty much every night. So that's my number one team. They're hot right now. I, I mean, yeah. nothing else to say about them. All right, so um, we had a couple of the same teams, but our order is way off. And I actually have some teams that you might think would be a surprise in my top five. So oh. um, I'm actually I, I'm I'm very AL heavy in this because the NL has one dominant team. I mean, yeah. obviously the Dodgers are running away with things there, and the AL is pretty competitive. I mean, right now everything's pretty pretty. I mean, there's a big uh, mash of teams there battling for the uh, home field advantage in the, in the AL playoffs. So. Uh, my number five, I actually have the Minnesota Twins. I think they're a very well-rounded team, and they do everything right. Um, I think it's going to be a dogfight down the stretch between them, the Indians, and the White Sox for the, for the division. Um, and uh, all three of, uh, could easily get up there into the home field advantage for the playoffs. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, number four, I have the Oakland A's. Um, they added Tom LaStella um, from the disappointing Angels uh, at the trade deadline. It's weird seeing Oakland being buyers at the trade deadline, um, but I think that's a solid pickup for them. 
Um, I think it's going to be a fight between them and Houston for the division title. Uh, I think Houston could slowly creep up on them like they have been lately. Bullpen. Um, but, yeah, the, the bullpen, bullpen is the, very bad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I give the edge to the A's. Um, yeah. But it's it's it's, it's, still, it's still open for, for the, the Astros to figure things out. My number three team, I have the White Sox. Um, they're finally in line with what we predicted before the season started. Um, as of right now, um, they're averaging beating teams by 4.7 runs per game. I mean, they're just beating people. I mean, their pitching isn't as good as like Minnesota or, or uh, um, Cleveland's is, but I mean, they're yeah. just overall all around. Their bats are coming alive. They're playing well. They're staying ahead of teams. They're doing what they need to do to win, and, and they're basically clubbing people right now. And then number two, I actually had the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, they are separating themselves in the AL East. Um, the Yankees are falling, fall, free-falling to earth right now. And I think they are in line for a top-two finish in the AL. Um, I think they are kind of in the clubhouse favorite for the number one seed in the AL, as it stands right now, in my opinion. And then number one is the lone NL team, and that's the Dodgers. Um, mainly, they were so smart in getting Mookie Betts. I mean, he's doing his normal Mookie Betts uh, game, and I think he is going to be the NL MVP this year. He's so good. Yeah. Like, all around a good player. Like, a, he's a 5 tool player. Oh, yeah. here's another thing. Okay, so I'm watching the Astros, of course. Man, Mike Trout is such a stud, man. He he's needs the to best. get out of there. He needs to get out of there, man. He is the best. I think he's gotten on, like, 13 out of the last, like, 15 appearances against the Astros this weekend. He, yeah. man, he just... I, I don't know. Like we, I, see, I feel like we talk about this almost every other week. Like, why is he still in L.A.? I know they're yeah. trying to piece that team together, but man, he—we're watching baseball at its greatest with this player, and he's just not making playoffs. And it's—it's it's frustrating. But I'm sure for the Angels fans, for him as well and his family. But man, he needs to get out of there. He needs to be seen in October. He needs to be seen in October. It's best for baseball. Because that's when the casual fans come out in full force. Yep, and they don't see the best player. <laughs> no. It's crazy. You see they LeBron in the playoffs. Yeah, they should trade him to Boston. Oof. <laughs> Can you imagine if, if they kept bets and they, they were able to pull off a trade for him? Oh, my God. Big haul. Boston better, better have a good farm system. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, so that rolls uh, wraps up our uh, top five. I know it's been about three weeks since we've uh, been able to cover it, so it's been a lot of change. The one constant is the Dodgers. Uh, I mean, they're they're just steamrolling. I think I think right now, if they don't win the World Series, it's, it's a shame. I mean, they, they're just so far above better everybody than better than everybody else. I think it'd be a failure. I it, think so too. For yeah. them, I think it's World Series or, or bust. That's yeah, it. I mean, it's been it's been like that for four or five years now. I mean. They're just too good not to win a World Series, and they they ran into two teams who cheated to get the title, uh, and they they ran into two teams that cheated to get the title. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> that's what we do know. I think it's different for another team, like say the Cubs. But if you lose in the first round of the Dodgers, that's a that's a major major a big issue. failure. That's a big failure. Yeah. But getting to the World Series and losing, I still think that's a big failure. For them right now, I think it is too. Yeah, compared to any other team. They're basically what LeBron was in the NBA, not winning titles, but getting to the finals. Yeah. 
And so they're looking at it as being a failure, even though you're the best player or the best team and you're not winning a championship. That's that's where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Now we will move over into our favorite topic, the NFL. Dude. We will go through our week one predictions. Um, I'm so glad we're finally here to where we can give our week one predictions. Um, so we will start off with Thursday night, Houston at Kansas City. In my in my opinion, Kansas City is going to win this one easily. Um, they got into Houston's head in that playoff game last year. Um, I, I Houston got worse since that. I look for Patrick Mahomes to start off a hot hot starts to reclaim his MVP trophy from Lamar Jackson. You don't think uh, Deshaun Watson getting the money bag? Yesterday uh, is going to affect that? Uh, no, because Watson's going to be doing what he's going to do regardless of how much money he's getting paid. The fact is that they need to protect him, which I still question the offensive line. Mm-hmm. They got rid of his best target in Hopkins, and they replaced him with Brandon Cook, who's yep. not even near his, his level of talent. They traded for Tunsil. What was that? They traded for Tunsil. One guy can't fix the line. That's true. Well, I mean, it's a start. Yeah. It is a start, yes. And that's, they showed him that they're willing to try. Yeah. But I I just, I mean, Kansas City, I think they're going to win this game by, I think it's probably going to be like a 47 to 30 type game. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think Kansas City's going to win. I mean, they they broke their soul in that first half last year in the playoffs. <laughs> I was actually happy, man, because the Titans had won earlier in the day, and we're like, who are we going to face? Well, they won yeah. the day before, but I would like to face Houston, but no. They I, re- I, remember, I remember that during that game where like, like Mike was like, oh, my God, Kansas City is getting steamrolled. I'm like, there's too much too, too much time left. Uh, Kansas City is going to come back. That's the next true. thing I look at my phone, 10 minutes later, they had the lead. But 24-0? <laughs> like going into the third quarter? I was like, wow. And that's, then, yeah, that's LeBron at its finest. 24 nothing, and then they, they're trailing at halftime. I mean, it's... I think they went for, like, an onside kick, or they went for it on fourth down or something instead of the punt. Yeah, they got and too that, cocky. That changed the momentum. Yeah. It might have been a fourth down they went for, and they didn't, they didn't convert, and so Kansas City had scored, and that was it. Yeah. Oh, what could have been? Yeah. So, um, so you got Kansas City in this game, too? I have Kansas City, yes. Yeah. All right, the uh, next, uh, the early games starting on Sunday, we'll start off with Seattle-Atlanta. Who do you got? I was going back and forth with this one this morning. Um, I had Seattle. They're going across country to the east. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Atlanta's going to win this ball game at home. Uh, Matty Ice to Calvin Ridley to Julio Jones. Um, this, this is an interesting game because I really did want to pick Seattle. Big Russ and Metcalf and Carson and all them. But I have Atlanta winning at home this one. Actually I have Atlanta winning as well. Ah. I know nice. I know the consensus is gonna be Seattle to win this, but I mean the early game for a West Coast team, I know Seattle's only uh, immune to that, but I think week one that's gonna be a challenge for them. Um and I look for Matty Ice to have a big game with, with Cal Ridley being the, the beneficiary. because um, I expect Julio Jones to get double teamed in this game. Um, which is why I think Ridley and then um, I think Ridley's going to have a big game and then the tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. um, No, the one that you're supposed to draft that I got. 
Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Hayden, Hayden Hurst. Hurst. Yeah. Hooper went to the Browns. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Hayden oh. Hurst. Um, I think he's gonna have a big game in this uh, because of the Julio being double teamed. Well, I hope not for fantasy implications. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I hope so for fantasy implications. <laughs> so, all right. But yeah, I have Atlanta too. And then the next game we have the Jets at the, uh, the Bills, which I think is going to be a snooze fest. Buffalo, uh, yeah, Buffalo's going to win this easily. Um, I, we don't know what to expect from the Jets because they lost Robbie Anderson. Le'Veon, that's not, like Le'Veon, he looks a little slowish in training camp. And they're going to waste his, his talents anyway because Adam Gase hates him. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not a believer in Mr. Mono Sam Darnold. Yeah, um, I, I think I still am. No, he's junk. They don't have uh, wide receivers. Doesn't matter. They let go of Robbie Anderson, their best one. Yeah, so I I know. Know. give him some receivers uh, and let's see what he can do. Yeah, yeah I see Stephon Diggs having a big game, fantasy number-wise, uh, with Jamal Adams gone. Yeah. Um, but Bills win this one easily. I think it's going to be a route. Like you said, um, it's fast. I agree. Yeah. Uh, then you have Chicago at Detroit. Mm. And this one's a tough one to me. Yeah. Because – on paper, the Bears are the more talented team, but all their talents on defense. Yeah, and I like Matt Stafford, I like Kenny Galladay. I'm actually, I th- I'm gonna go with the Lions here. Um, I think they're gonna be able to put up points on this Bears defense, uh, more points than what they than what the Bears can score with Trubisky as their quarterback. I have the Lions as well. Either without yeah. the quarterback, you have um, Tariq Cohen starting. He's more yep. like a pass guy, you know what I'm saying? Like a flex guy. Not really a flex, but a pass, um, like a sc- more like a screens. I don't know how he's going to do on an everyday, uh, every down back type deal because yep. of um, um, Montgomery's out two to four weeks apparently. So uh, I, think the, anyway. I think, no, no, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Detroit's going to win this one. Um uh, Maybe by two touchdowns. I say two touchdowns. Yeah, I think I think it's it'll be close early, but I think they'll pull away late. So, yeah. um, and also in the division we have Green Bay at Minnesota. Uh, what do you got? Minnesota. I just the defense has gotten better, and I just they always seem like they take Green Bay to town, you know. So yeah, Cousins to Thielen. They did they did lose Diggs. Uh, Kyle Rudolph. I think is going to have a good year in t- a tight end. Dalvin Cooks in the backfield. I just think they're a better team than Green Bay. Yeah. Um, I think these two teams are the two most likely to win the division. Um, I like what the Vikings did to replace Diggs with Justin Jefferson. And they traded for Yannick Ngagwe. Uh, yeah, to, Jaguars, yeah. Yeah, to pair him with uh, Daniel Hunter. Or Daniel Hunter. Um, I had the Vikings in a close one. Um, I think Dalvin Cook will put up his usual 30 fantasy points here. Yeah, because Cousins is just a game manager at this point in Minnesota. Um, but I, I would probably say it's probably going to be like a twenty-four, twenty-one type game here. Seems like it, yeah. Yeah, and then next we have Miami at New England, the new look New England Patriots. So this is a hard one for me uh, because Cam Newton's a stud, but we don't know if we're going to get into Cam of old because he didn't play at all last year, and he's going to be a new offense, new playbook. Um, you can't really bet against Fitzpatrick in the first three weeks of the season because that's when he becomes Fitzmagic. Yeah. Um, I think he I think he will put up points on New England because they've, they've had so many opt-outs that I think uh, I think Miami's going to steal this game 37-33. Um, I think it'll be – I think because of it being high scoring, look for Edelman 
uh, Sonny Michelle, Breda, Preston Williams, and Gilsecki to have a good game in fantasy football this week. I agree with Miami winning. I just don't think Cam is going to click right now with that offense. Yeah. Um, we we know what happened last year when Miami went to New England the last game of the season. They scored that last-minute touchdown to help Kansas City pretty much get the number one seed. Uh, I think it's going to happen again. I don't know if it's going to be in the fourth. I, th- I don't know if it's going to happen in the fourth quarter, but I, I feel like Miami's going to win this ball game. Devontae Parker, watch out for him. Um, yeah, he's, he's a little banged up right now, but I mean, he's going to have a good year. The defense has gotten better. Yeah. So I oh, think the secondary has been great. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think Miami's going to go to New England to steal this one. Yeah. That'd be three straight losses at home for New England. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then I think, Julian Edelman's going to be – he's not going to be as put up the numbers as Christian McCaffrey, but I think he's going to be the Christian McCaffrey for for uh, Cam Newton. Yeah. I, I think I think he's going to be a slot guy. He's going to get the ball. He's going to get a lot of the passes. He's going to be the focal point of the offense. He gets himself open. He can get he can get screens or whatever. I, I look for a big year for Julian Edelman. That, that Patriots backfield is a mess. It's always a mess. It's been a mess. Even when Brady was there, Damian Harris, James White, Michelle, Rex Burkhead—you you can't draft any of these guys because you don't know who's going to start, who's going to get up exactly. more of carries. Yep. Yeah, so. So I think Edelman's going to be a, be a star because I mean, Nikhil Harry's coming off an injury, and that's pretty much who, that's all they have. Yep. Um, next, we have the Philadelphia Eagles at the football team of Washington. <laughs> 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 the Washington football team. So. Uh, Eagles. The foot the football team will be rolling out Gibson at running backs so this cut Adrian Peterson this weekend. Um it's yeah, gonna be a mess. I think Philly's gonna shut down Dwayne Haskins. Uh, I look for a big Zach Ertz day. Um and I look for a I look for Touchdown Vulture, Boston Scott to be the fancy player to have in this matchup. <laughs> um I got Philly as, by seventeen in this matchup. Yeah, Eagles going one and zero. I mean, it's not really much to say. McLaurin might have a good game. Yeah. But that's about it. Uh, he'll, he'll get some garbage time. He'll points. get some garbage points. That sounds, yeah. So, yeah, Philadelphia winning this one. Yeah. So far, we're, we're, we're the same. I mean, we can change it up a little bit here. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. All right. Keep going. So, so next one we have the, the brand new Las Vegas Raiders at the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think this is going to be another matchup of West team going East. Um, I know the Raiders are favored here by Vegas, but I and I look for McCaffrey and Bridgewater to dominate this game. I think Carolina by ten. I here we go. I have the Vegas Las Vegas Raiders win this one. There we go. Yeah, Derek Carr is going to have a bounce back year. You have uh, Waller, Henry Ruggs is over there. Um, I think they're going to win this ball game. Yeah, I mean it's very possible. I mean, Josh Jacobs, uh, solid running back. So. Yeah, I think Vegas Vegas is gonna have a good year. I think David or Derek Carr is gonna have a good year, but I still feel that Week One going East, Bridgewater out there. I, I think I'm I'm still gonna lean with Carolina in this game. So I like that Bridgewater and McCaffrey combo. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then they got Robbie Anderson there now to help Robbie him out Anderson. too. So, yep. so all right, next game we have Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Um, we, we, I'm, I can already tell you, you're going to choose Indianapolis because Jacksonville is junk. No brainer. 
So, in my opinion, Indy has the best team in the division. I know you're going to disagree with that. Of course. Uh, they have the best quarterback in the division. Mm-hmm. I think they have the second best defense in the division. And they're the best wide receiver corps. I mean, I, I think Tennessee has the best receiver. But I think the overall receivers for the team are uh, Indianapolis is better with some of who they have there. So you just said Indianapolis has the second best defense in division. Oh, Tennessee has the best defense in that division by far. And that was even before they signed Clowney. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I, Jacksonville's in full tank mode for Trevor Lawrence. Um, so I recommend starting all the Colts. Rivers, Hilton, <laughs> Doyle, Mack. Yes, I'm still a Mack guy. I don't get it, the Jonathan Taylor hype. Jonathan Taylor. He drops, he, he drops the ball a lot, but Mack is a stud here. I think Taylor's going to siphon off some of the touches. But Mac was still going to be the workhorse at least to start the season here. So is it is Philip Rivers a real like pickup here in fantasy? And this, if 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 you didn't get if one of the top tier guys, if you didn't get one of the top tier guys, and you're, you're playing as the stream quarterbacks this year, Philip Rivers is the guy you need to have this year or this week, this week for this matchup because yeah. Jacksonville is that bad that they want to lose. They want they want to do what Miami was supposed to do last year, but Miami actually was better. Know what people thought? This is a bad team. They might actually have more people at the AEW event than uh, their games. Possible. I, I know they will in the Indianapolis because uh, the Indianapolis mayor basically told Ursay, "You can have five percent," and so oh. they're going to have. They're only going to have twelve hundred fans in that in that stadium. It's something. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but I mean, not in this week. This week they'll be in Jacksonville. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's. I think Jacksonville may go winless this year. Full tank mode, you said. Yeah. You really think Trevor Lawrence is going to be number one? I read an article saying not so fast. If if he puts up what he's done the last couple of years, I think it's hard not to take Trevor Lawrence number one overall. Yeah, I mean, it's a, he's a quarterback, and and Jacksonville is not that right now. Because the guys, the guy who would challenge him most would be the the Ohio State quarterback. And as of right now, he's not going to be playing anytime soon. Justin Fields. Yeah. So I still think Trevor Lawrence will be the number one guy, especially with it being a, a lesser field of teams that he may go out there win win the championship this year. Yeah. Very possible. So, all right. So next we have uh, Cleveland at Baltimore. Um, I'm going I'm to let you go with this one first because I'm still thinking this about this one. This is an intriguing ball game. Um, I have Baltimore win this one. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, MVP Cleveland. I just don't know what Baker Mayfield. We, we, (laughs) he was a bust last year. Mm -hmm. Top fantasy football rounds. I, Odell Beckham's there still Jarvis Landry. They got Austin Hooper, Nick Chubb, um, Kareem Hunt. It's a, on paper, it looks like a good, solid team, but they just can't win games. Last year, they improved, yeah, but I just think Baltimore is going to be too much, even without Earl Thomas. Jackson's going to be running all over them, throwing all over them. Hollywood Brown. Um, I have Baltimore in this one. Yeah, I have Baltimore, too. Um, Cleveland, I think, will be better overall this year, but the hype train is gone, so which I think helps them. They don't have the pressure of being – Oh, playoff team. yeah, Freddie Kitchens. That guy was a, he was a bomb. Get him out of here. Yeah. New coach. Um, I think we'll see an overall better player from them, but 
they need Baker Mayfield to protect the ball, and I think he's going to get too cute with it, and, and he's going to throw some interceptions. Yeah, I agree. Uh, in, in this matchup, they're just overclassed by Baltimore. I have them winning easily, even though I think we're going to see regression from Baltimore's offense, especially Lamar Jackson. He's still going to be a, he's still going to be a top three or four quarterback in the in the league, but he's going to have a regression this year, in my opinion. But this game, Baltimore overall is just going to dominate. And I have Baltimore as well. Agree. So, next we have the late games. And the first one is the Chargers at the Bengals. Oh, Joe Burrow time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas, <laughs> Vegas favors the Chargers in this game. I think the Chargers have the better offense, but I look for Joe Burrow and the Bengals to, to squeak out a 20 to 17 win. Um, I, I Like I said uh, during our preview uh, for the NFL, it's only a matter of time for they throw Justin Herbert out there. Um, I like Tyrod Taylor. He's just, his time was 10, five, 10 years ago. <laughs> um, I just, I, I think that Joe Burrow is going to be on fire at the start. Now he's not going to get a lot of wins this year, but I think this is going to be one of the wins he gets. One name. Joey Bosa is mm-hmm. going to be coming after Joe Burrow. And I have the Los Angeles Chargers winning this one. Tyrod, okay. a little more experience. Even though they did lose uh, Derwin James, that's a key loss. I, I just think Joey Bosa is going to be all over Joe Burrow. He's going to make some mistakes. And so uh, Joe Mixon, I mean, he might have a pretty good game. But uh, I have the Chargers win this one. Yeah. Cincinnati's so, defense just, is just bad as well. So yeah. Eckler, this is, this Eckler is... might have a big game. Yeah. Uh, um. I look for Eckler to have a, have a good year this year. Um, good PPR player. Very good PPR player. Uh, if if you're in a PPR league, he's one of those quarterbacks you need to have because even if they're down, they're going to throw late, and then he's going to be the guy out there getting those little dump off passes. So. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I um, so I have Cincinnati. I just think that uh, this is going to be. You know how we always have those little oddball games throughout the season that pop up where a team that you think shouldn't win is going to win. I think it's going to be yeah. one of those games. Um, and then the next one is the probably the marquee matchup of the week. It's a good one. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Brady versus Breeze. Evans and Godwins versus Thomas and Sanders. Kamara versus Fournette. This is going to be the fantasy football player's dream matchup. <laughs> um, I have the Saints winning this at home, even though it's really not going to be a, home, a big home crowd, so it's not, not going to affect anything. Um, but I look forward to be like a 38-34 type game. Um, I think Fournette's going to steal enough of this share from Ronald Jones that I don't think he should start either one of those two. Um, but I think by week four, four or five, I think Fournette's going to be back in, in the rotation there as like the main guy there. Um, but I think any anyone else I've named so far, you should start them this week. Uh, you took the words out of my mouth. I, <clears throat> I have the Saints winning this one. Um, look out for key guys like Emmanuel Sanders in this one because I think mm-hmm. he's going to have a pretty good game week one against Tampa Bay. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, yes. Um, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to have enough. That defense still is still a little weak to me. So yeah. I think Breeze is going to pick him apart. I have Breeze, Michael Thomas, watch out. Kamara is going to have a good game. I have the Saints. You know, I'm going to go 34-31 field goal. Will Lutz. Yep. All right, so the next 
the last late afternoon game was we have Arizona at San Francisco. Who do you got? This is another good game. Mm-hmm. Um, this is at San Francisco. I have San Francisco win this one. I wanted to go Arizona with Kyler Murray, the new addition, DeAndre Hopkins, Kenyon Drake. I just think San Francisco's defense is going to be too good for them. Um, Jimmy G, give him about 245 yards, three touchdowns. Um, I just have San Francisco win this one. Yeah. I think this game is the true definition of fantasy versus reality. Um, the better team and the one who will win will be San Francisco, but the team that will have the fancy stars and score more fantasy points will be Arizona. Nice. Yep. Uh, I, look, I look for them to have uh, they have a lot of packages early on getting Hopkins the ball to get to get them uh, going. Um, but I don't think it's going to be enough against San Francisco's defense because they have a great defense. I know they lost Buckner, but they they got some guys in the draft. Um, I just I, I think Arizona has a bright future. I think it's they're just going to lose this game. I think they're going to be good this year, but this game I think is going to be in San Francisco's favor. Yeah, a little too much. Yeah. All right, then the Sunday night football game we have Dallas at the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I think after a disappointing season for the Rams last year, uh, they started to retool a little bit. They finally have a healthy Cooper Cup. Uh, he seems to be one that paces the offense. Um, Vegas has the Cowboys favored, um, but remember my prediction uh, from, I think, our second episode? Um, I think the Cowboys start 0-4 this year. So I got the Rams by two touchdowns in this game. Oof. I got them boys. We got the Cowboys win this one. I think Dak's gonna be is going to have a good year this year. I, I think I said that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Now remember, I mean, I did say they're gonna they're gonna finish eight and eight. So I mean, that means they're gonna finish eight and four at the end of the season. But I think they get off to a slow start because they have a they have a tough schedule early on. They got a tough schedule, but they got the players to to, to win. Gallup, yeah. and they added C.D. Lamb in the draft. You got Amari Cooper; he needs to stay healthy. You got the one of the best backs, Ezekiel Elliott, back there. Dak Prescott. I think they're gonna win this ball game at L.A. Um, Sunday nighter. Dallas goes one and zero. Yeah, look for two touchdowns from Malcolm Brown in this one. Ooh, Malcolm Brown. He always, he always starts off hot, and then he kind of disappears after that. So I'm hoping he has a big year, big first week, so I can trade him. Pick him up, <laughs> <laughs> pick him up, or if you ever have your draft, late rounds. Yeah, grab him. See what happens with him. He, he's he's a late flyer who could could save your season. Yeah. So, all right. Next, we have our the first of the two Monday night football games. So we have Pittsburgh at the New York Football Giants. Big Ben is back, and I look for the Steelers to get back to their old selves. And fantasy start Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, and Eric Ebron on fantasy. This will be a blowout. I have Pittsburgh going 34-17. Ooh, I do have Pittsburgh winning this ball game. I don't know if, I don't know if it's going to be 34-17. I feel like they're going to score maybe like 21 points against the Football Giants. I know Pittsburgh's defense has really bolstered up. And they're going to be good this year. I think it's going to be too much for Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley. The receivers are back for New York Giants. Um, I like that receiving core, but I think it's going to be a little too much to handle with Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh wins. Yeah. And then, finally, uh, we have Tennessee at Denver. So I'll let you go with this one since they're your boys. Tennessee, no doubt, baby. Especially even before they added Jadavion Clowney, I had them winning. Um, the defense is really good. Don't sleep on them this year. I dropped 
my Minnesota Vikings defense I drafted picked up the Tennessee Titans defense. As soon as they, they uh, signed uh, Jadavion Clowney, picked them up, starting for me, they're going to be good. Especially because you have uh, Tannehill back there and, and the beast, Derrick Henry. A.J. Brown. Oh, see, you later. see you later, Denver. Tennessee, want to know. <laughs> um, so what will probably be the most boring matchup? Well, um, you'll be asleep by then. Which is why I think it's kicking off so late. <laughs> um, the, the Broncos are young. And I, but I expect Jerry Judy to have a good game with Drew Locke starting. Um, this game will be an easy win for Tennessee. The, I mean, they're going to dominate the clock with Derrick Henry running the ball. Uh, it'll be rough for Denver's running game, so I would avoid Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay this week. Don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, if you're I listening mean, to this in our league, come at me with trades for uh, <laughs> Melvin Gordon, please. <laughs> I'll give you uh, – let me look at my team real quick. Who will I give you? <laughs> <laughs> I have Melvin Gordon and David Johnson. Can you trust those two guys? Probably not. So I'm a little bit of a sticky mud here. I'll give you Marlon Mack for one of them. No. <laughs> okay. Because I don't know my situation with uh, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> we'll see after we At won. least with David Johnson, he's a starter, right? Yeah, yeah. You just have to worry about who, like Duke Johnson. David Johnson yeah. has to come back to his former self with that offense in Houston. Arizona wasn't getting it done. I just worry about the offensive line now. Yeah, that's true. Because remember last year, he wasn't doing much, and then they got Kenny and Drake out there, and Drake went nuts. That's true, yeah. So I think he was—he just had an injury that they weren't disclosing, and I I, I, mean, I think he'll be back, but, I mean, I don't think he's going to be his, his MVP self. Yeah, just give me something. Just give me something. Yeah. All right, so that is week one. It sounds like we have – Two games different? Uh, yeah, you picked Carolina, and you picked, was it? Oh, uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, Cincinnati. Who'd you have between the, the Cowboys and Rams? Oh, and that one, too, at Dallas. Yeah, so, so yeah, so we have three That's, different games. The Cincinnati game, because I saw Joe Burrow versus... Um, Tyrod. No, no, the other quarterback, uh, Hubert, Justin Hubert. Uh, Herbert, yeah. Herbert, could have had that. But no, Tyrod won the job pretty much. Herbert's junk, so, I mean, he's. <laughs> I'm he so might be glad in there after like week five, week six. Yeah, I, I mean, he's going to have a chance this year because I think they're going to lose a lot to early on. And I think they're going to throw him out there to see what, what they have. They have to play I'm Kansas not... City twice, uh, Vegas twice, Broncos uh, twice. Think... I think he's gonna he's gonna be a decent quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's gonna be he's gonna be a good quarterback in the NFL. Um, but I just when I was looking at the people who's gonna be drafted this year, I think Joe Bur- Joe Burrow's gonna be an All Pro. But I think that Tua was far above. He's gonna have the best career of any of those quarterbacks this year. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I mean, he he has. I mean, I'm not saying he will, but I'm saying Tua has the ability to be a Hall of Fame type quarterback because of the skills that he has. What about Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia? No, no, <laughs> no. I don't, I don't trust those. I mean, Kyler Murray, he's he's different. I mean, I, I think he's, I think because the, the coach and the system he's in, I just, I don't think Hurts is going to be a, a, a full fledged quarterback in the NFL. We'll see. Carson Wentz yeah. injury away. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's going to get hurt. I mean, he always going to get hurt. <laughs> happens every year. Yeah. You know, probably end up trading for Foles back by by that point. Oh boy! <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's our NFL prediction. Anything else you want to toss in the show? 
Uh, no, just man, that I think the Titans did a great job with that clowny um, signing. I think yeah. it's one year, fifteen mil, uh, just above what the um, what the Saints had offered, yeah. I believe. But uh, they were lacking that pass rusher every game last year, especially in that AFC Championship game against uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs. They needed that pass rusher, and they got him. So yeah, very happy about that. So um. Did you uh, did you catch out any of that uh, AEW All Out or whatever All In or whatever it's called this time? Uh, yeah, I was just looking at it on Twitter. Yeah, I saw the I, I saw the Matt Hardy hit. Oh my god! Oof. Hit his head on that seat. He, right? like, he looked like he was unconscious. I, I I know they got some flack for restarting the match. I, I guess he cleared with them with medical, but yeah, they cleared. Man, that was that was ugly hit. His I mean, wife he looked like he was fire. out. Yeah. That's pretty much so, it. I mean, Jericho and Orange Cassidy, man. John Moxley beat yeah. MJF, man. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, I wouldn't pay about sixty bucks for it. No. Yeah, I mean, professional wrestling to this uh, to right now, I don't, I don't think would ever justify sixty bucks like it used to in its heyday. Yeah. Um, they need to, they need to do something. I, I'm hoping AEW can can challenge WWE because. They're they, WWE is their best when they have legit competition. I think it, yeah. it's got complacent. Well, they better they better make sure they don't get on third party sites like Twitch and uh, Cameo. <laughs> yeah, I heard Vince uh, ban that from all their, their guys. <laughs> at his at its finest, Vince being Vince. If he can't monetize it, he can't let you monetize it. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, so that is our show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, remember, you can hit us up on Twitter at BoxKickersPod uh, or uh, send me a note if you if if I gave you some bad or fancy advice you want to yell at me or if I gave you good advice after week one you want to give me praise. Uh, it's going to be a at, lot. Yeah, at CR Drubert. <laughs> and then hit up Daniel. Uh, make fun of his Titans if they lose. <laughs> uh, I'm at Daniel underscore Cabrera nine. Yeah, and then uh, you also catch him on. Um, I know on Facebook you do a lot of the the, the gaming streaming. Do you, oh, do you Facebook do any gaming. Of that? Yeah, Dad yeah. Pin it. D A D P one T T. Go like the page. Yeah. Uh, play Warzone. You know, I think October I'm gonna play like some scary games here and there, but uh, just for a little entertainment. Yeah, I was, I was looking for it last night, but you never jumped on, so I was like, okay, I guess. Uh, last night my fix. the Astros had the double header, so that mm. second game ended like close to one. I didn't get on. Uh, I'll be on today, tonight, Sunday night. I was I was laughing a little bit because I saw your one the other day that if I if if we win, I'm, I'm buying. What is it, Bentley? Oh, uh, Range Rover. <laughs> Range Rover, yeah, yeah. And then I had another then, one. That, you know, I'm not going to sleep until I win, dude. Like ten games in, I'm starting to get tired. <laughs> I, I was sitting. There, I watched like the first two or three. And I, I saw how frustrated you were getting, oh, dude. Which, I thought, which I think was pretty funny. And yeah. then I I turned off for a little bit. I I went back and checked it. I'm like, okay, we're still in. We're in hour two now. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw you finally, yeah. finally just gave up. I would have been dead the next the next day. I'd have been so tired. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right, but yeah, um, yeah, catch him on that. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not big in those first person shooters, but I love watching other people play it. I don't know why. It just it's, I enjoy, it. especially watching your reaction and. And uh, was it Turo? Is that his name? That you, oh, Turo. Yeah, yeah. That's my yeah. boy at work. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, shout out to Ralph again. We appreciate the yes. love. Yeah. Thank you, Ralph. Uh, we hope that uh, you take some advice. Hopefully we don't burn you on some of this advice we give you. And 
I'm actually, I'm hoping one day, I know they're trying in Texas to do the um, legalized uh, sports betting in Texas. Oh. Indiana recently did it. Back in January, I went home to visit my family, and I downloaded the uh, DraftKings app for, for betting. Yeah. And it's like, in Indiana, they legalize, like, you can bet on your phone instead of actually having to go to a casino to do it or a sports book. And so it, it was just fun. You're sitting there watching the game, and they, 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 they update the, the feed. They update the odds. Like, I, I was watching the, uh, one of the bets. It was like a Pacers, who hits the first shot and who wins the game. And so I, I, I saw at the last second that they are going to start a backup, so I threw his name out there because mm-hmm. it had big odds. So they thought he was going to be a backup. And so um, – I bet I threw ten bucks down on him to do that. Plus, the Pacers win the game, and it, and it hit. I won two hundred bucks just from that one bet. And so, I'm hoping Texas does something similar because I think we could really tie a lot of that into our NFL picks each week. Is I mean, whenever you do parlays where you pick four or five games to get those odds up there, I, I think that's just fun. That'll be a new wrinkle in here. So, yeah. If you if you know anyone in the legislature, or you if you're a person who listens to our show in Texas, that that writes letters to your legislature, tell them to legalize this, legalize uh, mobile betting. I mean, I, I think it'll be great for the state. It's great income for the state. Oh yeah. Great taxes for the state. Maybe we'll stop building all these toll roads and actually pay for a road to be built. So, but yeah. Um, but with that, after I went on my little soapbox there about sports betting, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us. Uh, we look forward to recapping these games and looking forward to next week hitting up the week two's matchups. Um, look for us probably early to midweek next week. Daniel's got some vacation coming up here, so we'll probably record on Monday or Tuesday next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so until then, thank you for joining us, guys. Go Isles. Peace.